0: Call 800-985-1813 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-985-1813 now. Again, that's 800-985-1813. Employees of J.D. Melberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer.
1: The following is a live, copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for radiolawtalk.com. With your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com.
2: First lie of the day. We haven't even started Case or No Case yet. I'm Todd Kuhn and Denise Dirks. And the first lie of the day was with your host, Fred Penny. Mr. Penny on assignment. Today, I'm Todd Cunin, and I will be sitting in the big chair for part of it. I think Denise can sit in the big chair for a little part of it as well. She just gave me that. (laughs) You didn't tell me that before we came on the air. (laughs) Uh, How are you doing, Denise?
3: I'm doing great. Good to be back, but I know what you guys were doing when I was gone.
2: Uh Where's Fred? Uh, Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, where is Fred? Where's Fred? How do you know what it is we were doing while we were gone? Were you listening to the
3: show? Uh, Well, yes, but that's not how I got the clue. I come in, I sit down on my spot, and there is (laughs) donut Uh, stuff all over uh, where I sit. So I think you guys did it on purpose. Who sat in my spot?
2: Nobody sat in your spot. (laughs) That is where the donut box was placed because (laughs) nobody was sitting there. I mean, look, look, I'm not going to put it in front of me.
1: (laughs) And just say you're at a feeding frenzy. Just imagine there's a bunch of donut piranha out there, and in come the donuts, and it's all Wiggly tails yes. and licking of lips. It was yeah. delicious. Cal yeah. came
2: in to get a donut. You'll notice he only got nine fingers left. That's right. <laughs> so uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like it's like it's like uh, swimming in the middle of a chum bucket at the time, that I <laughs> but very much worth the effort. Uh, and that and that smooth voice that you hear there is none other than Cal Hunter, Mr. Hunter. How are you?
1: I'm well, thank you so much. Uh, had a delightful drive here to the studio. We live in probably one of the most beautiful parts of the country, and I get to experience a beautiful sunrise every Saturday. It was gorgeous out there today. Of course, it's going to be 110
2: degrees. I won't think that when I'm driving home. So, So when you experience, here's a trivia, when you experience the beautiful sunrise, is the as you're driving in your vehicle um. is assuming that the beautiful sunrise is not behind you no, is too, it in front of you is it to your to left, my left and to your right to my left so if it is to your left i'm driving south yes yeah i was uh, and i put
1: the little you know i put that little visor deal over there to to block it it never works i had a lincoln town car one time that had a visor and another little mini visor that you could fold down from that and that worked but my Ford Fusion, my my little econo box hybrid, not so much. I'm D- thinking.
3: Doesn't it have like another little thing you can pull out of it? No, I mean, ah.
1: it's it's now it's not one of mine's it, you know it's a nice enough car, but I'm thinking just a piece of cardboard and some gaffers
2: tape and I'll be fine. <laughs> now, now now you're getting into Todd Cunin territory. <laughs> you give me some silly putty, duct tape, and some baling wire, I can fix just about anything. <laughs> you <know>. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, what I was going for with that though was the. Uh, you ever heard what's the trivia question? You're in a house. The house got four walls. Every wall has a window. Every window faces south. A bear walks by. What color is the bear? Goldfish. <laughs> 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 what color? What color is the bear?
3: Well, is it a black bear or a brown bear? Well,
2: oh, I just asked you what color. That's the question. What color is the bear? A bear walks by. You're in a house. There are four walls in the house. Typical house. Every window in the house faces south. A bear walks by. What color is the bear? That's the trivia question. It's a polar bear. It's not a polar bear. It's a polar bear. Yes, it's white. So it's white. It's so it's white. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's a polar yeah. bear. Yeah. Because the only place you could be on the earth where you have windows on four wall, four walls, and each wall has a window, and they all face south, is if your house was at the South Pole. On the North Pole. I mean North Pole. Excuse me. So then you got a polar yeah. bear coming by. That's it. That's all you got. That's it. Yes. Yes. And
1: of course, we all know <laughs> that was a. Someone listen, driving in their cars now using their one free hand to scratch their head, going,
2: "What?" <laughs> and the other free <laughs> hand to reach for the dot. Uh, <laughs>
1: Where's folks, the
2: remote for the stereo? Thing? Folks, we have we have a lot of stuff to cover today. Some interesting things going on in the world of the law. Things happening all over the country. And uh, let's see, what do we got here? Oh, the uh, oh, who's Laurie Laughlin? Fallen on hard times has has had to sell the house and downsize. We're going to cover what they are dealing with. Good heavens! The travesty. I mean, I I hope they'll be okay. Um, what else do we have? Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt.
3: Yeah, more on that saga.
2: Oh, so so some interesting things here, and and an interesting, not a twist, but I think we've covered this before about. The way they're handling the case in an effort to keep information about the case out of the public domain—I thought this was very unique. I'd, I'd seen it before, but we'll talk about that. That is in uh, Denise's wheelhouse. And then we've also got another divorce issue with—was it Justine Hartley or Justin Hartley and uh, Rachelle Staus?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: That's correct.
2: So they have—they have some, uh, you know. The, The headlines always read, Messy Divorce, and it's like, isn't that most divorces? Uh, Yeah, if, if it was that
1: pleasant, why are they divorcing? But one thing I've learned from listening to our, one, many things I've learned listening to Radio Law Talk is, if you're wealthy and live in Hollywood... You cannot have a quick. We're done with the divorce. Shake hands and walk away. It has to be dragged out so those attorneys can
2: get those billable hours, baby. Well, I wait, mean, wait, a, it, wait I mean, a minute. Every every publicist recommends to their clients that they issue this statement. We hope that you'll respect our privacy as we go through this very difficult time. <laughs> and of course, and, those, we, <laughs> and we remain committed to the health and well-being of our yeah, children. Blah blah blah. That's just a red <laughs> flag for the paparazzi to follow them around and snap pictures. True. So, yeah. You know, it's it. Uh, and when you talk about those, look, the thing about legal cases is they're not always uplifting, L-Y-F-T. Oh, my gosh. Uh, speaking wait. of L-Y-F-T, they are in the news are also. Are Uber sure? <laughs> it's our, with some Uber interesting news. Uh, oh, gosh. I, I, I went to baddadjokes.com, and I'm just trotting them out. Fred's not here, and I'm going hog wild. So, uh, yeah, Uber and Lyft had a ruling not go their way. We'll cover that. Coming up here, a tragedy in the sports world, or discussing a tragedy in the sports world. Uh, Tyler Skaggs, a pitcher for the uh, the Los Angeles Angels. I have an interesting tie now with the Los Angeles Angels, but a pitcher with the uh, Angels who died while the Angels were on a road trip. They were in Texas getting ready to take on the Rangers, and um, a prosecution now is occurring against the individual that was responsible for supplying him with the...
1: And this race has always raised a question with me. It seems like families press and press and press and press, and they want to, they've got to have some whipping boy on whom they can blame it instead of saying, you know what? Unfortunately, our child was a drug abuser, and he made some terrible choices, and it cost him his life. Instead, they're going to say, listen, you hold somebody accountable, because the one who's really accountable at the end of the day for what they put in their body is deceased. It's, it's a sad situation, I think. it's it, it, just my own opinion.
2: It right. is, there is a twist to this one, though, that I believe. I, I understand why they're going after. We'll talk about it because but, of the nature of, of the drug that was taken. Right. Um, so we've got that. We also have an interesting case about a woman who took on the Hollywood establishment some 70 years ago and won. That was an awesome story. And and we will talk about that as well as back in the sports uh, arena, St. Louis Cardinals or St. Louis still upset about the Cardinals um, or the Rams moving back to L.A. and that legal drama is playing out, as well as other cases involving Netflix and Hulu. But listen, listen, Cal, do you have enough time to set it up for us? Well, my my question is, when will a city learn they're just not into you? They're done. They're gone. Yes. It's broken up. Get over it, right? Well, you know, <laughs> but, the, but the city did release a statement saying... We hope that you'll uh, we hope that you'll respect <laughs> our, our privacy <laughs> our as we work through this divorce amicably in the best interests of our while, while while we try to do what's in the best interest of the fans, please <laughs> oh, help man. us out. So when we come back, Cal, take us to break. When we come back, we'll do case or no case.
1: Okay, I have a great case or no, no case for you that centers around a horse trailer. When is a horse trailer? not really a horse trailer. We'll talk about that when we come back on Case or No Case and much more on Radio Law Talk. We thank you for listening. I want to remind you that we are live every Saturday, 9 to noon Pacific time. That means you can stream us on our website when your radio station stops carrying us, and some stations do. So, however you listen, we thank you. We'll be right back with more Radio Law Talk after this. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of a concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call, 916-259-4043, 916-259-4043. Concussion Medical Clinic.
2: I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty, shiny, sexy, just because I want to, don't
5: drive dirty, going to give my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far, we're talking three skinny minutes, sitting right in
2: your car wash, a hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Somber, Cadillac, Quick Quack. I'll spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy-looking, snappy. You'll be glad you was at the Quick whack. Car wash it on the web and go to DontDriveDirty.com and
5: see where you got your closest Quick Quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road come visit the dog. Quick
2: Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick
4: Quack Car Wash.
5: When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed, and as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore so you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics, chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time.
4: Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ed Council.
1: You're listening to radiolawtalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny.
2: So we're going to get to case or no case, but I am informed from a very reliable source, the man behind the glass, Kyle yeah. Hunter, yeah. that uh, we have a call or a yep. question.
1: David's on the telephone. Hello, David. Ask your question, if you would, please.
4: Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, I was interested
1: in the, uh, you know, if I understand right, a healthy school district creates good, strong property values around a region. You know, if you've got a triple A school district, uh, your property values actually increase. So I'm worried that if people get, uh, if the school district starts sending kids back early, whether the school districts are going to be buried in lawsuits, uh, and then that's going to ruin their bond rating and cause property
2: values to crash.
1: Thanks, David. We'll answer your question on the air. Appreciate the call. Uh, Todd, what do you think? Uh, well,
2: it, well. Oh, if I could hear myself. No, okay. Right, okay no. So, so what do I think first? And, and we didn't get to this in the first hour. <clears throat> we, we don't give legal advice here, so nothing that we say is construed to be legal advice. Uh, I mean, we will opine as to things, but if you have something specific to a legal issue you're dealing with, the only advice that we give is you should find a lawyer that you retain and who, who can represent your interests generally.
1: Yeah, but I think David's looking for a broad-picture yes. thought on big actions and their impact on a lot of
2: people. Yeah, so so I have a couple of thoughts about that. First, with regard to, I, I agree with you, I think, generally speaking, that if you have a uh, school district with a very high rating, that is going to increase property values, and you know people are looking for good places to send their kids. One of the things I think is interesting is, my son just started school this last week, and he started school in his bedroom, on the computer, Zoom. And, and that's the way that they are running these classrooms. And you almost start to wonder if this is the beginning of essentially affording students the opportunity or the ability to do distance learning, which then may make the proximity of the school district not as important since you could log into the instruction from a school district from anywhere. So we'll see if that happens, but let's assume that it stays status quo the way it is right now. Um, I don't know that we're going to see too many lawsuits against school districts if school districts are opening up because of directives under state law that require schools to go. So I don't know that the school districts are going to be facing those lawsuits. And if they are facing the lawsuits, as long as they have been following state mandated directives, I would have to believe that the school districts may have some sort of indemnity from the state saying, I was just doing what the state ordered us to
1: do. I was just following orders, but I know the teachers union has already made it clear to many teachers, if you get sick in the classroom, we've got you legally all the way to the top. You know, we're going to help you fight your battle. So what do you think about that, Denise?
3: Yeah, I think it's going to depend state by state and who's making the directive of, you know, no school or They have to go to school, and um, I'm not sure that the districts themselves are going to get the the brunt of that. We already know that federal court in in New York has already upheld the uh, federal uh, travel ban that's going on. Not federal travel ban, but the state travel ban in New York.
1: And the quarantine. Yeah, and the quarantine uh,
3: requirements, so we know that that's already been upheld. So we know that things are very different than they normally would be. And, but I do have to say something. California's law is very different than other states. And the, um, the brunt, if you will, of getting COVID and there being liability right now is on the workplace. It's absolutely on the workplace in California. Mm -hmm. So I think the teachers union has a good point. You get, if a teacher gets COVID while they are working, um, there's going to be some liability
1: there. And there's going to be a lot of stuff flying
2: around the classroom, and I'm not talking about books.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Getting getting back to the question about the impact on the district. Well, look, if every district in your state, let's take California, if every district is opening up, well, statistically, every district is going to have the same increase in potential COVID-19 cases because everybody has opened up. It's not like one district would be doing something rogue that makes that district look like it's got more uh, liability, if that were concerned. Every district has to open up because it's the state law. That's one. The second thing is, and this is something that Fred's talked about and something that... uh, we're still wrestling with with covid-19 related cases is typically if look cal if you come into my house and you walk up my steps and one of my steps is bad and you fall through that step and break your leg it's pretty easy to point to the cause and effect the the bad staircase in todd's house led to cal breaking his leg cause effect but for the bad staircase cal would not have been hurt with COVID-19, we know that COVID-19 can have adverse physical effects, adver- uh, adversely affect people. But the question is, where did you get it? Okay, if schools opened up, maybe it's more likely that you got it because you went to school. But we don't know because it, the it's more difficult to find out where it occurred and how you got
0: it. So
3: Yeah, and I think that the caller, I think David really was trying to get at perhaps, is can a property, a taxpaying property owner in the district sue the district for either opening or closing? It, uh, that to recover impacts the loss to, of property value. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And that's going to be something we're going to have to see. It's kind yeah. of a novel concept in yeah. a way.
1: I agree. It's interesting. And back to Todd's point, I just saw a piece. I think it was the L.A. Times. They went on with a bunch of swabs and swabbed everything, ATM machines, payment stations, doors going into public transportation, 19 out of 20 surfaces had COVID-19 on. 19 out of 20 surfaces, if I remember the story correctly, uh, that they te- they tested those specifically likely, you know, uh, nursing home doors, uh, public transportation, uh, buses and court, uh, card readers and so on. So, I mean, it's apparently,
2: the point is, how could you possibly establish where you got this? How can you prove it? It, it, w- it would be very difficult. And to the point about lawsuits, remember this. There's really nothing you can do to prevent a lawsuit from being filed, because people can sue you for just about anything. The question is whether or not the lawsuit has merit or whether the lawsuit will, will go very far. So I think that there may be an influx of lawsuits being filed. We don't know how viable they're going to be at this point. So, David, thank you very much for the call. We're going to head out to our bottom of the hour break. I can't believe we've already been doing this for about 30 minutes. Yeah. Right. And then we'll come back to case or no case. Cal, take it away.
1: Speaking of possibly non-viable lawsuits, we'll talk about. Case and No Case coming up after we take a break right here on Radio Law Talk with Todd Kunin and Denise Dirks. Stay tuned. There's much more coming right up right here.
5: 800-263-2610, 800-263-2610, that's 800
3: 263 2610
1: dish TV. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. Now, now it's time for more Radio Law Talk. Radio law talk All Advertising for legal services
2: on radio law. Hey. Yes, there we go. Now now I got the Cal's giving me the finger. It's the index finger. <laughs> it's the index finger, the you go. Okay. We, now look for the last half hour we've been talking about this and, and pumping up this uh, well, a case or no case is supposed to be very informative and cutting edge. And so we're now going to get to it, yeah, I wouldn't say that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I would to just say it. it's a uh, case yeah. or no case. Yay!
1: I would say this. Now, case or no case as I take you to Kankakee, Iowa.
2: Kankakee, Iowa? Kankakee,
1: Iowa. There's a man there by the name of Cedric Burroughs, known as Ced. Mr. Ced Burroughs bought a platinum-branded horse trailer. Said rolled the trailer and his pickup as he was driving on the back roads on the way home. He said as he was going along, it began to wobble and whip back and forth and vibrate and eventually flipped over on its side, taking the pickup with him, seriously injuring the two head of bison, Said had just purchased. He was going to try them out as a possible cash crop, which is not unusual. He immediately called the trailer company, Premier, and said, you know, I had a problem with your trailer and... I'd either like a refund or I'd like some help getting it fixed because, you know, it's a brand new trailer just flipped. And they said, well said, were you carrying horses at the time? (laughs) Said, confessed, no, I was carrying bison. And they said there was no warranty or cause for a refund or anything like it because you bought a horse trailer and you were not using it for the intended purpose. Bison weigh a lot more and have a different weight distribution than horses do. Said, said, I'm calling my lawyer. That's right, Todd. Said, said, I'm calling my lawyer. And so I ask you, case
2: or no case, what say you, my friend? Well, 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 I don't know, you, my my friend, we, we both of us are your friends. You'll have to be more specific. I know, but I just started with you. Okay, okay, Just, I just wanted to make sure Denise and I looked at each other like, oh, is he talking to me? No, you Denise tried him? to avoid eye contact, <laughs> and I thought, I thought I'll just roll it over to you, because she heard this as she started rolling her eyes. That's her way of avoiding eye contact with me. So. All right, so uh, not used for the intended purpose, I right. would have to assume, and again, this is this would be right in Fred's wheelhouse if he were here. Uh, I have to assume that is a, a common defense or a, a one that is first trotted out. I think so. Yeah. In a uh, in any product liability lawsuit. Now, well, you didn't use it for its common use, the intended purpose. Okay. Well, he, here's the thing with that. I think that there's also on the manufacturer the responsibility to warrant against intended uses or foreseeable uses. I think that it is highly foreseeable that somebody will put an animal into a horse trailer that is not a horse, and there certainly is no prohibition on the product to prevent that from happening. It's not like, you know... They make it, and if you try to put anything in, something else comes out and says, cannot put this in horse trailer. (laughs) Uh, And so I I think that it's pretty foreseeable that somebody would use it for hauling animals other than horses. And because of that, I think that the manufacturer of the horse trailer would have liability, or potential liability, enough that it would warrant a lawsuit. And so I will say that this is a case that uh, said... His name is Sed. Yeah, Cedric, C-E-D. Okay, yeah, it's, no. not, it's not like right, said Fred. You no. know, <laughs> I'm too sexy for my horse, too sexy. Okay, sorry. It's uh, just Denise's a flesh wound. <laughs> it's just You've a flesh never wound. heard that song? <laughs>
3: no, I've heard the song, but I didn't understand the segue.
2: <laughs> okay, well, it's because the guy who sang the song is right, said Fred. Right. So, Sed oh. is the name. <laughs> okay, so, uh, let's see. Case, and I'm going to say that the... Horse trailer operator, the plaintiff wins. I think Cedric wins. Okay. I think Cedric wins, even though he had bison and not horses in the horse trailer. Ms. Dirks, what say you on case or no case
1: versus Cedric versus Premier Horse Trailer Company?
3: I've been away so long that I, you know, I feel like I'm a little disconnected and not really getting the the idea here. It would be a breach of contract, a breach of warranty. They would. You know, have brought the suit that all they get back out of it would be the trailer value. And um, the injury
1: to the bison, and remember the, the bison were hurt, and he lost a pickup truck, and those are $40,000, $50,000. You get an F-250 hauling around a big trailer. I mean, it was easily $100,000 damages to him, easily, you know, easily.
2: And that's yeah. just the compensatory damages. Right, that's just what he actually lost. Right. <laughs> I'm Keyrock, the unfrozen caveman lawyer.
3: <laughs> yeah, and who gets pain <laughs> and suffering for a bison, right?
2: Well, I don't know. He was driving the car. He was in the car when it rolled, right?
3: Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, he... he Cal's trying to sell it too much. No case. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All
2: fine. right, so I say case. Plaintiff wins. Denise says no case. All right, fine. Well, you said uh, plaintiff won? Yes.
3: I thought you said the product manufacturer won.
2: No, He said plaintiff that
3: because, you know, he
1: was the guy, uh, he had the best case. And, of course, Cal obviously did not have a good case. For those of you who say it was a case, that would be Todd, correct? Yes. i oh, Sorry. sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I did make the whole thing up. And that is... Uh, no case because they're actually sold as stock trailers, not horse trailers. So you know, it was uh, it's it
2: was just me being silly, but stock trailers. And so he's like, I put my whole portfolio on the trailer, and it crashed. No, no, not not stock
1: and and, bonds. and goat trailers. Uh, Next time, Hermoyne gets fired. And from teaching school, and she is upset. So we'll talk about that next hour on Case or No Case. All right. And All
2: for, right. the, for those of you that are tuning in for the first time, Case or No Case, as you have heard, is, you know, Cal tries to stump us or not, gives us a case. We have to guess if it is actually a case or not a case. But the reason we play is because, apparently, theoretically, the person to make it to 50 points first, and you get one point if you guess case, you get one point if you guess the winner, or you get two points if you guess no case, and it is no case. That's why Tenny's got two points. right um, the, the winner, the first to 50 points, is supposed to get a, a dinner Uh, Did you get your last dinner? I I have yet to get. Now, Fred did bring in donuts last week, and he may be going under the, hey, I provided you with something that you partook of. So there you go. There's a case or no case right
1: there. Yes, yes. (laughs) Right now,
3: it's too hot here for us to go and eat outside. Sorry. Nothing's open. You have to eat outside. And I don't want to go out and eat outside.
2: That's a good point. Yeah.
3: So we'll have to. Okay. We're M- mind it. you,
2: I d- I did win quite a while ago, and there was a period of time where they were letting people go to restaurants before. I, w- they I would made mind to you, you're outside, never going to collect. But, uh, you're, you're never going to collect. Oh, I'm no, I'm no, not. No, I'm no, not. No, I'm no, not. You know what? You know what's going to oh. happen? I'm going to win the next one, right? I win the next one. We go to dinner, and and here's the deal. Well. Each victory is a different course of the meal. So the salad was for your first victory. Well, we got the donuts. There's one.
3: (laughs) No,
1: I'm I'm good for it. I think we'll just make a steak trophy, a trophy that just looks has a steak, a piece of meat on it,
2: you know, and we'll hand that out for the case-or-no-case victor. Like the the Stanley Cup.
0: Yeah. And we just
3: keep passing it around.
2: We'll call it the T-Bone Trophy. (laughs) That works for me. That works for me. Uh, So for those of you that, again— don't know or or are recently logging in denise Handles family law. I am a criminal defense attorney. Fred is a plaintiff's personal injury attorney. And the case that we have, we have some cases coming up that are in Denise's wheelhouse in divorce. The first one, Brad and Angelina Jolie.
3: Right. They've been actually divorced for quite a while now. But ongoing issues of custody, visitation, and child support are still, you know, in the mix uh, because they share six children together. So what has happened? This this case reminded me of the Jams case, the the arbitration case a while back, which was decided by the court and against the Jams uh, arbitrators. And that basically, that there is a repeat customer relationship. If there is a repeat customer relationship the arbitrator has to disclose it. In Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt's divorce, they wanted to keep it out of the public eye. So they hired a private judge and Angelina now is trying to get that private judge removed because she says that he's a repeat customer for Brad Pitt's attorneys and that he did not disclose it. So the question is, do the arbitrators and do the private judges have the same uh, duties as to disclose any potential conflicts or bias in the case. And this is kind of an interesting question.
2: So so you you had mentioned something here. To keep things out of the public eye, they handled their divorce proceedings and post-divorce in these proceedings now by way of uh, mutually hiring an independent, well, supposed to be an independent judge, but it's all private. And and the reason that keeps that out of the public eye is, look, if somebody files for a divorce and they're in a public forum, well, anybody can go down to the clerk of the court, and if the file has not been sealed, they can have a look at what's in it, right? That's they, right. They can attend the court proceedings. But if you do it all private like this, you keep it out of the public eye. We'll pick this up when we come back. We're headed uh, in for a break. Here And when we come back, we'll pick things up with this story about Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie.
1: Remember, you're listening to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com, where you can get every past episode we've ever done clear back to the Stone Ages when volcanoes were still erupting, before dinosaurs were even oiled. Yes, we have some very old episodes there. So stay tuned. More Radio Law Talk is coming right up. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to prolawfirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com.
5: P-E-N-N-E-Y-Lawyers.com.
4: My name is Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I've assembled an excellent team of highly experienced personal injury trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. At Penny & Associates, we will aggressively represent you and your family when someone has been injured in an accident. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win.
5: For a free initial consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or call 1-800-616-4LAW and ask for Frederick, Stewart, Rob, Kevin, Kent, or Will. That's Frederick Penny of Penny &
0: Associates Injury Lawyers, 1-800-616. Infectious diseases spread by pests like malaria, Zika, and Chagas disease are causing a worldwide health crisis. Fortunately, here at home, we don't face the same level of threat, but we shouldn't let our guard down. Mosquito-borne diseases like West Nile virus and Zika are impacting communities across the U.S., and Lyme disease spread by ticks is on the rise. Whether around the world or just around the block, get the facts you need to protect your family at PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association.
1: All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? All right, then. Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny.
2: So, I always like a good drum roll when I come in. So, yep, yep, yep. We
1: did get a call from an alert listener who said, you know, Cal, there is a difference between a horse tailor, trailer and a stock trailer. And I said, yes, horse trailers have dividers between them, and they do place the axles differently. But I said, I could not find a lawsuit where someone actually... Filed against that, so he pointed out that you, know, you, you all horse trailers are not stock trailers, and all stock trailers are not designed
2: well, as is, horse trailers. Is so. it, isn't a stock trailer just a trailer that comes with no upgrades? <laughs> <laughs> it's like buying a car stock versus <laughs> buying the car with all the upgrades. Yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. That was a joke. It was a bad one. Don't it call. It a darn good one. Darn good one. <laughs> so we were talking about uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, just to set this up again they wanted to keep everything out of the public eye so they do what a lot of celebrities and high profile individuals uh, do in cases that where they just hire a private judge you hire a private judge now your filings and everything's not part of the public record right
1: so you're hiring two lawyers and you're hiring a judge and you're hiring a courtroom and you I mean this has got to be crazy
2: expensive is it 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 you know it might be but you're also talking about people that have the ability to have um, personal art exhibits over in France, and lawsuits about lighting and moving all over the place. Yeah. Look, I, I think they've got the scratch. They to, spend to a million dollars
1: a week on socks. I understand. So yes. <laughs> <Well, laughs> that, that's the
3: part of the point is that it's a very lucrative um, job for the private judge.
2: Yeah, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. And so, so the way this works, though, if you're going to get the private judge, both parties have to stipulate. Okay, this is the judge. This is who we're going to use. They agree to it. Now. I don't do this area of law, Denise does, but just at first blush, I would say that if before I stipulate to a judge, I better have all of the relevant information. I think it would be a pretty important thing for me to know whether or not this private judge has had other dealings with the opposing party's attorney. Maybe have even been quasi-represented by the opposing party's attorney for purposes of conflict of interest, right?
3: Absolutely. That would be something that a judge would have to disclose in advance, and somebody would either have to waive the conflict or they would have to choose a different judge.
2: Exactly. And so in this case here, in the middle of the case still being ongoing with this private judge, apparently somehow information has come to light to Angelina Jolie's attorneys that there might have been some information that we uh, didn't get before we agreed to this particular judge. And, and they've now filed paperwork to have this judge bounced because hey, you should have turned this stuff over.
3: Right right. So what they're basically saying, uh, uh, Brad Pitt is represented by Ann Kylie. And uh, Ann Kylie and this private judge um, have worked together a lot on a lot of different kinds of cases. and that it's Angelina Jolie's position that this private judge should have said that in advance and said, you know, look, I have 10 cases, not necessarily identify the cases that are being, you know, privately uh, litigated, but say, you know, I have, you know, 10 cases that I've done, or I'm in the process with uh, Brad Pitt's attorney. And that by in and of itself may disclose a bias. Or and,
1: cahoots. There could be a cahoots.
3: Well, it could be. That's, I that's just like kind to of the imp- but... <laughs> impartiality portion right. of it. Right. It doesn't necessarily favorite mean. Tal's word
2: is cahoots, <laughs> mental note.
3: <laughs> and, in, and in California, it doesn't matter if there's actual bias or not. If there's an appearance of a conflict or appearance of. Of impartiality then that private judge has to disqualify themselves
1: the appearance of a possibility but the private judge is probably saying but I just got my jet and I need to make a payment I mean that this is a big gig he's missing out on
3: right so apparently the reason that Angelina Jolie found out about um, the other cases or at least one of the other cases was because um, uh, Brad Pitt's attorney actually fought in court to maintain that private judge over the objection of the other side in a different case. Mm. And when that became public record, Angelina Jolie's attorneys discovered that, and they raised this question of whether or not there was an undisclosed um, conflict.
1: You know what that is, Denise? That's good lawyering. Somebody paying attention to what's going on in the subtext and the background of their client's case, in my opinion. I mean, that's just somebody keeping an eye out for their client, don't you think?
3: I do, and I do think that the JAMS case or the arbitration, the AAA and JAMS case that w- that we dealt with, I think it was, what, last year?
2: Yeah, what, what was the issue in that? Because you mentioned that. What was the issue in the JAMS case? The
3: issue in the JAMS case was that these are hired arbitrators Yes. and that certain attorneys will pick an arbitrator, and big companies like MGM and, you know, those type of big, huge companies, they, they favor a certain arbitrator that always decides in their favor. Yeah,
1: so like a company doctor.
3: Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly, and that that has to be disclosed, that it's called a repeat customer relationship, and it has to be disclosed by the arbitrator in that case, but certainly by um, the now, private judge. Now, Denise, judging. is that a
1: rule or is that a law? I mean, is that this... this?
3: It's kind of both, because we have rules of professional responsibility for attorneys. We also have rules of judicial responsibility and there are rules but that's part of the law so
1: if the judge breaks the rule what happens
3: that's the question now the question that i I think we have to address is does that mean if he is found to have failed to disclose this very important information and thus is disqualified does that mean what happens to all his decisions in this case do we go backwards on decisions? Does she get a, a new shot you know, or piece of the pie, or does she get to try it all over again? That's kind of the question that I have, too. And,
2: and because these have been private proceedings, it's not like anybody's been able to go back and look at what the filings have been, what the rulings have been. And so that's sort of up to Jolie and Pitt and their attorneys to choose what they're going to disclose, although – If Angelina Jolie has now made an official filing, which she has, to have the judge removed, we may get more information as this case progresses to see what uh, filings have or have not gone their way. Typically, just in my experience, typically what causes the attorney to start to peel the onion and say, well, hold on a second here, what the heck is going on, is when maybe they have a series, one or more uh, uh, decisions that don't go their way that they thought, good heavens, this is like... This is. We had a slam dunk here. Yeah, right, 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 I, we right, should have won on this, and you ruled for the other party. Something's got to be going on here. Let's take a look. That can sometimes happen. We don't know if that's happened in this case, but we'll follow it to see if uh, how this progresses and what happens. But that's not the only divorce case that we have. Isn't that right?
3: Well, I think that's not the only divorce case, so I wanted to make one more p- sure. point. Sure. Um, it is an absolute taboo for a judge of any kind, private or public judge, um, to have a financial interest with one of the litigants or attorneys before them that's an absolute taboo and that's what the allegation is here because all these cases are a repeat customer they are financially invested with this law firm
1: i think we should just break up this whole private court system nonsense the courts are meant to be public they're the people's business i understand that people want privacy but i just i'm i mean i'm just looking as an outsider i just i think this smells this whole private court thing. I think it's just, I
2: mean, they can petition to seal the records at a public yes. court.
3: Yeah, but, but it's very hard to do that. I'll, I'll, yeah.
2: I'll, I'll tell you, I, I understand. I'll tell you why I disagree right. for, for this reason. If uh, I went through a divorce and we took care of it, you know, basically it was very amicable. We resolved most of everything. And so the amount of time that the my, me and my ex-wife took of the court's time to handle our case was very minuscule. I mean, a judicial officer read the initial pleading, read the stipulation, said okay, that's fine, and stamp. I, I don't know, maybe an hour, if that much. Right. I probably didn't spend a whole lot of time. Right. And then you figure out the amount of time it would take to have Pitt Jolie attorneys going to court with the media. Then the media files lawsuits saying okay, we need to be able to have a camera in there. It just takes up so much time. And then you start to think. We already have an overcrowded caseload. How many cases of people like me and others are not being able to be heard because we just had to burn a day on two celebrities coming in? And so if this procedure will allow that circus to stay out of the court so that everything else can get done and work more efficiently, I understand it, but it does have hiccups. If there is no public funds expended,
1: then I'm wrong. But if there are public funds expended on these private courts in any way, the public has a
2: right to know what's going on for their money. And I don't believe there are public funds spent. This is all, hey, we'll pay for it if we can keep it private. And that's what happened.
3: Except for right now, there is a public fund being spent because she had to raise this issue into the court.
2: And that part's out of the public as it should be. So, (laughs)
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough, you guys. We're through an hour, Cal. Yeah, yay. Only two more to go. Go ahead and (laughs) take a out. (laughs) Stay (laughs) with us. Stay here, because as Denise told you, there's more Radio Law Talk coming up on your favorite radio station. Our streaming, I don't know what's wrong with our streaming, we're trying to get that figured out, but if you stay right there, we'll continue with the show. Don't go away. You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk, Incorporated.
5: There's new power corrupts. And ultimate power corrupts ultimately. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's why they built in checks and balances to prevent any one group from seizing all power.
3: And that's why our president is elected by a college of electors to protect the rights of little states like Delaware and Wyoming against giants like New York and California. After all, our country is a republic, the United States of America, not the United State. Our states are independent, sovereign powers who created the federal government, not The other way around.
5: And that's why all power ultimately lies in we, the people, and the states, not a central dictatorship of cronies. Did you know that? Thank God for the U.S. Constitution.
3: Find out more how our amazing Constitution and Bill of Rights protect us, the citizens, against power craves politicians in Washington. Help us take back America. Go to ouramericanrights.com, brought to you by the American Media Council.